0: Merry Christmas and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. I don't know about you, but this year has flown by and this season is incredibly busy. It's hard to keep up with everything going on, not to mention no time to attend all the events that fill the calendar. Thankfully, online shopping has helped to keep us out of a few traffic jams and to keep us away from those angry, aggressive Christmas shoppers, right? As a kid, I remember going to the Firestone Tire Store with my parents while they purchased that year's Christmas vinyl record album, packed with various artists singing all those Christmas favorites. Make sure that you give yourself some margin this Christmas to reflect on the reason for Christ coming to earth. It was for a whole lot more than for us to just focus on lights, tinsel, ornaments, and gift giving. Well, today we present Christmas Collection Volume 2 from a couple of previous shows here on Mid-South Viewpoint. First, it's own location from Happy Glazed Donuts in Germantown with owner Rachel Davis and her husband Ryan. We talked about a unique partnership with Andrew Banker and his wife Savannah, who are owners of 901 Roasted. One of the goals through their partnership is to plant churches in Mexico. Let's pick up that conversation now in an introduction with Rachel Davis. Rachel Davis, thank you for inviting me to your happy place. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, Byron, um, we love uh, guests here at Happy Glaze. We um, want this place to be a gathering place uh, for friends, for family. So uh we're just we're excited to be live with you today. Yeah,
0: this is exciting. Uh we we got somebody we want to introduce. It's a friend of yours yes. that I just actually met this morning. We became social media friends uh, maybe a week or so ago. Andrew Banker, the founder of 901 Roasted. We want to talk about this partnership that Happy Glaze Donuts has and 901 Roasted has because really this is where you operate from. Is that right, Andrew? That's correct. This is the manufacturing plant. This is where all of the science <laughs> all the action happens for 901 roasted
2: yes a uh, roast here bag coffee here ryan serves it here so this has been the home of 901 roasted and luckily ryan can
0: share a little bit of the back with me isn't this relationship did it start where you guys went to church together is that right
1: andrew uh, and his wife savannah and uh, both of our respective families attend living hope they uh were already at living hope when we uh, brought our family there and became instant friends. His wife, Savannah, is a very close friend of mine. All types of shenanigans together. We laugh and raise kids and just do life together.
0: Okay, we have to stop right now. I just tasted. it. Ryan made me a pour over as we were setting up the gear. While Rachel was talking, I had to have a sip for our radio audience. We're also videoing this for YouTube. Oh, that's my new crack, okay? (laughs) No, no, seriously.
1: That's (laughs) good good stuff. stuff.
0: Ryan, thumbs up, double thumbs up. Thank you so much. (laughs) Delicious tasting coffee. So, Andrew, when did you first become interested in coffee and decide to make a business out of it?
2: So, back in 2016, my brother-in-law introduced me to a fresh roasted coffee taste. And before then, I never really enjoyed coffee. Um, And it was just a different taste. And being newlyweds and... In an apartment at the time, um, or in a new house at the time, we wanted to find that good taste on a low budget. So <laughs> we—I uh, did a lot of research, and uh, my brother-in-law had a gas grill, and I ordered a popcorn popper off Amazon, and so we put the green beans inside the popcorn popper on the gas grill to cook them, and so you crank the whole time. Um, making sure the beans are moving, and that's what gets them to the temperature to have the first crack, and that's a fresh roasted coffee. Wow!
0: And as I said, mention Happy Glaze. When I say donuts, you might have your favorite donut place. Okay. This is almost like the gourmet donut. It's unique. It's so unique because they're not like this full-size round donut that you feel guilty eating. You can eat these donuts and not feel guilty because there's no (laughs) calories, right, Rachel? (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) I'm going to say yes for the sake of the show. No, no, actually, we know that's (laughs) not true. But you don't roast your donuts, but you prepare them in this mini style, right?
1: Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, So they're not a typical yeast donut. So, uh, you know, everyone asks, do you have to get there at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning like everyone else? Thank goodness, no. We do not have to get here that early. Um, They don't have to rise like yeast donuts, so we don't need as much space in our kitchen. Um, And they're just super fun, little donuts. And they're fresh made, hot and fresh, when you order them. Yeah. So they don't sit around all day um, just basking in a case like other donuts and we glaze them with multiple, there's so many different types of ways that you can get your Happy Glazed Donuts. Uh, My favorite is the French toast, but secret menu tip here, Byron, Order the French toast, Rachel's way. It's the best. Rachel's
0: way, so yeah. make sure you say that when you talk to Ryan or, <laughs> or or one of your children who might be behind the counter that's when, absolutely when, right. when, you, when you walk in. But the unique toppings, flavors like fruity pebbles, Oreo, coffee, and lemon. Now the s'mores, you've got these warm donuts that are topped with chocolate glaze, marshmallow fluff glaze, and crushed graham crackers. Oh, oh my goodness, yeah. is oh. that legal? I don't know if that's even legal, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and there's also, as you mentioned, the cinnamon roll. Warm donuts that are topped with the Happy Glaze, Cream Cheese Glaze, and Mm -hmm. Cinnamon Sugar. Now, what makes the Rachel's Way different?
1: Okay, so the Rachel's Way is when you order the French Toast Donut. So typically, your French Toast Donut has the Maple Glaze, and then it's dusted with the Cinnamon Sugar, and then topped with powdered sugar. But I love French Toast, and whenever I make French Toast at home, I add vanilla to it. So I add our Just Glazed and the Maple Glaze and cinnamon sugar and just a light sprinkle of powdered sugar. So it's just a little twist on it, but it gives it a little bit of a different flavor profile.
0: It sounds delicious. Well, again, it's a new concept in donuts. There are gluten-free donuts in case you're wondering if your health conscious Mm -hmm. folks out there too want to know about that. Talk about this partnership with 901 Roasted and Happy Glaze. What's the difference? So we talk about coffee, Mm -hmm. uh, Andrew, what's the difference about coffee beans, say Mexico compared to other Central and South American countries? Is there a difference?
2: There is a difference. Uh, So the quality of the soil, the altitude, and the way the cherry of the coffee tree is processed will all give a unique flavor and note to the coffee you drink. What is your specialty Mexican coffee? Because I know you've got one. Yes. Uh, So the specialty Mexican coffee, I brought that back from a mission trip we took about a month ago. Uh, We went down to Jalapa, Mexico. They focus on a specialty coffee. And so the agricultural engineer that I met who spoke only Spanish, so the <laughs> translation was it was
0: definitely fun to, to uh, communicate with him. Okay, so how did you even know to go to Jalapa, Mexico? I mean, of all places, you went to Jalapa. I mean, yes. I've never even heard of Jalapa, Mexico.
2: So I found a coffee shop there that was connected to a church plant in the same network as our church.
1: What I love about our church is that we are so missions focused. We believe that um, the gospel, everyone needs the gospel. We think that it's a beautiful reflection of what heaven is going to be like. All tribes, tongues, nations are going to be represented. And so that means that we're tasked with going to all of these places and sharing the love of Christ. And that's what I love about Andrew's coffee business is that he uses it as a way in to make relationships with these local farmers and growers and their communities and their families uh, to impact for Christ.
0: Andrew, what is the spiritual barometer for the church in Mexico, and particularly to the area where you're ministering right now?
2: So what's really unique about this church, um, it was started in the coffee shop that I got connected to down there. Um, And it started about six years ago inside the coffee shop, and it's grown to about 100 150 people, maybe. And the church planner and his brother run the coffee shop. The church planner also has a leather making company. So a really unique story down there that they use to connect with the community there through the coffee shop and through the leather company that he works with. They're able to reach a new dynamic of people that typically would not be in the church. What is the population
0: of the community where you're going there?
2: So, Jalapa is a pretty concentrated city. They described it as the coffee country of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, there are more coffee shops in that location than anywhere else in Mexico. Oh,
0: really? Wow. And geographically, where is it in conjunction with Mexico City, would you say? Mexico
2: City would be about four hours away. Um, so, if you're if looking at the map, Mexico City, you would drive southeast about four
0: hours and you'd hit Halapa. Okay. Have you noticed an economic benefit so far really helping the people as you're building the relationship with these coffee growers?
2: Yes. Uh, so the coffee shop there, his focus is uh, pouring back into local economy um, through a, a coffee processor he knows. He'll go through different processes to get different notes that you would taste like in Ethiopia, like in South America all from that one region in Mexico.
0: didn't mention his name, but Jared Orrico in 2019 built this relationship with Jared. What inspires you most about Jared?
2: Jared, we got used to saying his name, Headed. Uh, What inspires me most about Headed, he really focuses on bringing up the coffee farmers that don't have the experience to get the most out of their coffee cells. He's working with a coffee farmer, Don Javier, and he's explaining the concepts to pick the cherry a certain way, to process it a certain way, to hand sift through any defects in the beans. By doing that, uh, Don Javier can go from making 10 cents a kilo profit for himself up to a
0: dollar or more. So once a coffee bean is plucked from its branch, from that to it gets in my cup here when (laughs) Mr. Ryan does a pullover for me, what's the process? How long does it take? Knowing when to pluck the cherry from the tree uh, was
2: also just one of the minor details that don javier could do to earn more for his hard work that he does headed's whole concept down in jalapa is quality over quantity and some of the commercial growers will just get quantity more than anything but if you focus on the specialty coffee they'll focus on when to pluck the cherry how to process the coffee it makes a big difference in the cups you drink so is there like plans throughout the year how many trips you're going to go back to Mexico how do you decide that my vision for 901 roasted it'd be a missional coffee missional concept where I could go down build those relationships at least four times a year
0: now are there future ministry goals to reach the people of Jalapa what are those long term what are some of your goals to
2: reach different church plants Um, I know not only Jalapa but we have a church partner in Puebla which is about two hours from there he's already gotten me in contact with several coffee farmers uh, throughout that region of Mexico that are not connected. They don't have the resources. And being able to provide the resources and the support through 901 Roasted and right. the, the uh, missions that we can bring to the table uh, would really help those those coffee church planters grow in spreading the gospel and change their lives in doing that.
0: Now, the the lifestyle of the coffee growers themselves, is this mainly family farms or corporations? Or tell me about their relationship.
2: Yes, it's mainly um, small farms. When we think of a farm here in the United States, it's you know acres, and we're driving on the highway and we see rows of cotton or soybeans or whatever. Um, But there, it's we're walking on the farms, and uh, Don Javier has connections to the commercial farms, and we could see the difference where it is rows and rows and rows looks beautiful versus maybe an acre or maybe two acres that Don Javier lives on with his. With his neighbors. They mm-hmm. basically live on a hill and grow the coffee trees and harvest coffee. That's so very small.
0: And Rachel, this is really a beautiful relationship. And I think it's a great example of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, so often we go to our churches, you know, it's like, hey, how are you doing? Doing fine. And then you go about your day and you leave church and it's back to the routine of the week. But this is about the church doing community together about doing ministry and life together for the glory of of Christ. I mean, we are commissioned by the Great Commission, of course, by Jesus to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Yes. And this is a perfect example.
1: I love it. The bankers uh, and the Davis family and the other families of living hope. um, It's not just we go to church together. We really do life together. We've we've cried together. We've prayed together. We've rejoiced together. Um, as families, and we celebrate with each other in the good times, and we share the burdens when it's tough.
0: Well, wow. Well, wow. that's really so important. And what does that mean for you as you venture into not just starting a business here at the United States, but, I mean, the life support of what yes. you do comes from another country. Yes. Um, just having the support of
2: our, our our small group, the Davis family, the... Dave, the uh, families around us. Uh, is just very encouraging that no matter what happens, we're, we're here for each other. Yeah. We're just living on a mission together, living life together and spreading the gospel and sharing
0: what we see God doing in our lives. So if you want to drink this delicious coffee from <laughs> 901 Roasted and let Ryan make you a pour over like I'm enjoying today and right now as we do our show, or if you wanted to buy a bag, beans are already ground. Can you do that? Yes, you can here at Happy Glaze or online, 901roasted.com. And so you can stop by. And we want to give the address and information too. I've got it all written down here. I'm going to move my papers around. But Happy Glaze is located here in Germantown, 7781 Farmington Boulevard, Suite 101, right here in Germantown. And really, I'm looking out the window here and I can see uh, Kroger up the hill. The fire department is across the street. The post Mm -hmm. office is across the street here in Germantown. You can't miss it. So you need to come and, and buy this coffee because you're helping support the work that you're doing in Jalapa, Mexico. Yes. And again the gospel out this church this acts 29 church yes come by coffee come on that and so right. what are some of the flavors of variety that you can come by we talked about the specialty coffee uh is that in a bag
2: yes we have the specialty coffee here uh we have a different mexican origin uh also a colombian And a Nicaraguan right now.
0: You have a Nicaraguan. I do. Oh, I appreciate that. My my daughter-in-law will definitely appreciate hearing that. And Nicaraguan coffee is good, too. I I, I spent some time there a couple years ago and, and really for 10 days and... The only word I could say is cafe. And I said, (laughs) I could say that. And and I drank some really good coffee. But, Rachel, again, Happy Glaze Donuts, we want to remind our friends, you can come and experience these unique donuts. They're mini donuts. They're just the perfect size. They're basically about one to one and a half inches in size. Uh, you got Mm -hmm. these unique toppings. They come off hot and fresh. And they're made to order. They're not in like a window or a case when you go by and you point and say, I want that one and that one and that one. They make them while you wait. Matter of fact, a lady is standing by the register now. Ryan right. is over by the donut making machine uh-huh. and he's making fresh donuts as we speak. And I don't know what uh, topping that she chose, but uh, <laughs> there's flavors like the fruity pebbles, the Oreo oh, coffee and so lemon, good. the s'mores, and of course, the cinnamon roll. And you got to get uh, Rachel's twist on the cinnamon roll <laughs> and enjoy that. Oh, your hours. When are you open, Rachel?
1: Uh, We are open daily, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m.
0: And you have a website here at Happy Glaze.
1: Yes, happyglaze.com. You can actually just, if you type in, you know, donutworry.com, like, you'll find Happy Glaze. Yeah, social media.
0: Listen, Ryan is waiting for, like, big orders. So if you've got, like, a a Group of people you want to entertain with donuts, anywhere from you know 200 to 500 people, and you want to give them all a nice box of Happy Glazed donuts and a variety of flavors. Ryan is ready here to make those donuts. Yeah,
1: we actually just dropped off um, 75 boxes of um, donuts this morning to um, Best Care Home Services. So oh,
0: that's a beautiful gift. And Andrew, if folks want information more about uh, 901 Roasted, what's the website 901roasted.com? You're also on yes. Facebook, too, Facebook and Instagram, and we want our friends to pray for. For the work there in Jalapa, Mexico, yes. and the continued growth of the church and the gospel going forth, this is beautiful. Thank you so much for bringing me to this happy place. This yes, has been a great we're time. so glad
1: you're here, Byron. Thank
0: you so much. Por tanto, id y hacé discípulos a todas las naciones, bautizándolos en el nombre del Padre y del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo, enseñándoles que guarden todas las cosas que os he mandado. Y aquí yo estoy con vosotros todos los días hasta el fin del mundo. Mateo 28: 19 al 20. Merry Christmas from Mid-South Viewpoint as we continue on this special edition we're calling Christmas Collection Volume 2. Now let's discover the meaning of Hanukkah and how it points to the Messiah as the light of the world. Chad Holland, who was formerly the congregation leader at Brit Hadashah, a Messianic Jewish congregation shared with us about the holiday and his personal story of not being Jewish, but growing up in a home where his stepfather was an Orthodox Russian Jew, teaching Chad the customs and traditions of being Jewish. Chad Holland and his family now live in Israel, where they started another Messianic Jewish congregation to present Jesus as the promised Messiah. Let's join that conversation now.
3: Chad, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Hey,
0: as we uh, approach this time of year... Christmas for us as followers of Jesus, there's a lot of elements there that tie into the Jewish tradition and culture.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, there's different ideas about uh, the origins of Christmas. We would hopefully draw from the positive side of things, although we understand that there can be a viewpoint of the negative from different paganisms and backgrounds, but we wish to focus on the positive, and that is whether or not we do know if Jesus Yeshua was born on Christmas or not is uh, not the relevant point for us as a congregation, but rather we are just excited that people are focusing on him at all, so praise the Lord for that. In our congregation, of course, this time of year, we put a lot of focus on the uh, Festival of Lights, or Hanukkah, uh, which we find in, in the uh, in the New Testament writings that talk about the miracle of, that God did for the temple and the family. Family of the Maccabees uh, in history of Israel.
0: When we look at the Old Testament scriptures, the Torah and Jewish culture or custom, there are many references, prophecies about the Messiah.
3: Yes, there are. Um, you know, when you're reading the gospel stories, especially, and, and even the writings of Peter and Paul, they didn't have the New Testament text to preach from. Of course, they would have preached from the uh, Old Testament text, and that's usually broken up into three categories. The first is the Torah, which is the Law of Moses. The second is the Nuvim, or the Prophets, and the third is the Ketuvim, which is the, the general poetry or writings. And these are, the, uh, these are the, the, the texts that the New Testament writers used, and so it's important, at least from our viewpoint, that when we read the New Testament, we accurately understand the historical context of uh, the quotation the scriptures being chosen, and the prophetic writings that they're linking to.
0: What are some things that we as Christians, non-Jewish followers of Jesus Christ, might be missing when we look at the scriptures and look at some of the insider things that would depict Christ's birth? What are some things that we are missing?
3: Well, we would just want to want to look back at the Old Testament scriptures, and we would want to look at uh, many elements of foreshadowing, symbolism that's clearly there, whether it's the feast days, even in, let's say, this time of season, when we look at the Festival of Lights. Uh, we do, uh, in the Jewish tradition, we light nine candles. Uh, the Hanukkah Celebration only lasted eight days, but there's nine candles because one stands out above the rest, and he's called the shamish candle. And we believe that is a foreshadowing of the Messiah. He came and served the rest of the, the body. In Hanukkah, the shamish candle is used to light the other eight candles. And so for us, we want to see Messiah Yeshua even in the festival of Hanukkah. And, and that type of understanding can be parsed uh, all throughout the Old Testament as it pertains to New Testament writings.
0: You talked about that number one light being the, the candle that lit all of the lights. Mm-hmm. walk us through the celebration itself.
3: well, historically, you read through the book of the Maccabees. Now this is not in the canonized Bible. we don't recognize the Maccabees as canonical authority, but it is a wonderful historical writing that we can learn some things from uh, in the book of the Maccabees, first and second Maccabees. T- take us through the historical uh, story of Israel being ransacked and, and overrun um, and a family uh, of the Maccabees revolted against that. In that revolt, they, they waged war and they went back to Jerusalem to take over the temple again. And when they defeated Antiochus Epiphanes, the temple had been desecrated. Uh, these were godly men, the Maccabees, and they wanted to rededicate the temple and bring its purity back. Uh, and when they did so, they came across a command which was for the Nertamid, which is the eternal flame. Uh, it had gone out. And it, of course, from the Torah we we know that the Nertamid is never supposed to go out. Uh, There's a special oil they had to concoct uh, by the command of the Lord. Now, was this a lamp or an oil that would have – or a a flame that
0: would have taken place in the temple?
3: Yes, this would have been in the temple courts. The specific oil, they didn't have any more, and it took eight days to make a new batch. They had just a a few drops of what was left over. They went ahead and lit it, and they prayed that the Lord would do a miracle – uh, that during the period of the lighting of the little oil they had and the eight days that it took to make new oil that the Lord would do a miracle and in fact he did he kept the oil burning for eight days and thus the Hanukkah festival lasts for eight days although we did mention that there's nine candles because one serves the other ones as we see Yeshua serving his his bride. Associated with that is giving of gifts? There's giving of gifts because of the celebration and, you know the temple has come back into Jewish hands at that point there's great celebration typically in Jewish tradition there's a lot of Feasting, there's a lot of present giving, there's a lot of celebration. Of course, there are a few festivals like Yom Kippur and the fast of the days of awe that it's not so much a feast and festival, it's more of an introspection and repentance. But a lot of Jewish feasts and festivals are celebrations of God's goodness. We know that we have three harvest feasts throughout the year. You start with Habakkuk Rim, which is first fruits, which we believe is the resurrection of the Messiah after the Passover. We move on to Shavuot, which is the early harvest, and then to Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the later harvest. And all of these talk about God's goodness. We give gifts. We give offerings, special tithes and offerings at these days. We just want to celebrate the goodness of God.
0: You know, I think sometimes, Chad, we have a, a tendency not to reach out to those of the Jewish community, afraid that we'll be rejected or say the wrong thing, will not know what to say. What are some things that we should know as followers of Christ when we are trying to relate Jesus Christ to those of the Jewish community?
3: Well, I think uh, Jewish people, they have probably uh, rightfully developed a survival mentality at times. In fear of persecution, there's been a high level of assimilation. A lot of people, including my stepfather, who changed his name so he would not be seen as a Jew early in his life. So because of this little bit of caution, it's important to take a relationship with a Jewish person for the long haul. This idea of quickly coming through and preaching a hard gospel message to them might work, but at the same time, if you take a long-term relational approach without changing the message, it tends to have better fruit. Um, they're well prepared for organizational messages and how to how to combat that, uh, how to keep their people away from that. But what they've never been successful on in terms of uh, anti-gospel messages is in a uh, personal relationships and so we would just uh, welcome people to as they're reaching out to their jewish unbelieving friends love them truly serve them uh, be genuine to them if there's anything fake or a hidden agenda it's going to be known it's going to put a bad taste in their mouth. But uh, but show the love of the Lord, the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, uh, as honestly and as openly as you can. Invite them into your home. And then as the door opens to preach the gospel message, as the Apostle Paul wrote, they're zealous for God. It's just up to us to bring them the acknowledgement of the Messiah and the coming kingdom.
0: Well, that's a wrap on today's Christmas collection, Volume 2 edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. So glad that you've tuned in for the show and hope that you've learned something new, possibly about those delicious Happy Glazed Donuts. I know that you've heard that this time of year is not always a happy time for everyone. There's financial hardships, broken relationships, and the passing of a loved one around the holidays that can make Christmas seem unbearable or something that you just wished would go away. If you happen to be in a tough spot this season and can't seem to bear all of the excitement that's not in your heart, there is someone who knows your hurt and your pain. The hardships we face in life are reminders that there's a better place. Jesus even said, I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. Knowing Jesus is knowing real peace that comes no other way. The problem is our sin. It keeps us from knowing true peace. The greatest gift that you could receive in your lifetime is Jesus. Receiving by faith what he did on the cross, taking your sin to that cross in his flesh. Breathing his last word, he said, it is finished. Meaning the penalty for your sin was paid in full. The wrath of holy God against you is covered by the blood his son, Jesus Christ, shed. Now this gift is only available for you if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. It's by faith, through His grace, that we're saved. There's no other way. Say yes to Jesus today. Surrender to Him. Well, trusting that you discover the fullness of Christ's deity this Christmas. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. I'm Byron Tyler.